0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health, Rosenbauer, Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, The Diamond Room, and Comfort King.
1: And welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Mark Owen, And along with uh, every Wednesday, we have Neil Graf in the studio as co-host. Usually talking football, which we did with Chad Greenway in the first half. But uh, we're talking golf here in the second half, along with some USD Volleyball. And uh, we're, we're talking about the Sanford International with Davis Trozen who is the uh, tournament director, and uh, Neil, I, I, I know this is exciting for the members. You're a member at Minnehaha Country Club, and we talked about some of the improvements the course has gotten as a result of the tournament being there. What's it like to see these big-time names on your course? Well, it, it's really exciting,
2: and for me, it's fun to go out and watch the players. We talk about course management because I can visualize myself, in these different positions and what I would do with an upcoming shot from a course management perspective. So it's fun to see how the pros manage the course as opposed to how I would manage it and that that's really a lot of fun for me as well as seeing some of the names are are people that I remember watching, you know, 20, 25 years ago when they were on their regular tour. So it's exciting to see them up close and and
1: and watch how their quality of play has been maintained pretty darn well. Davis, uh I, I guess with Davis Troxum joins us, the tournament director. As Neil was saying, it's fun to go out and watch these guys that we've all sort of grown up watching. Uh, you're you're a little too young to remember some of these guys when they were in their prime, but uh, they can still play. And isn't it fun to go out and see how well they can still play?
3: It's incredible. And thanks for having me on, Mark. And I'll I'll, I'll echo Neil's sentiment. I think that's the biggest thing that spectators can go out there and watch is how these guys attack the golf course is they don't have driver in their hand every hole, and I think that a lot of amateurs can kind of learn from that. So You don't have to hit driver as far as you can. You need to position yourself, especially out here at Minnehaha this week where the rough's pretty healthy. Um, fairways are key. Positioning yourselves on the right fairway, right part of the fairways are key, depending on the pin location, and leaving yourself an easy two-putt. You know, the middle of the green is a just-fine place to be instead of firing at pins all the time. Um, so it's really fun to watch them attack the golf course I always love watching them go through their practice routines as well. So especially how they warm up and what they do to kind of get themselves ready. Obviously, Miguel Angel Jimenez is a little unique in that sense where he gets all of his stretches going and whatnot, right? But it's uh, it's a lot of fun to, to see how these guys prepare, how they attack the course and just the way that they, um, are just so grateful to be here in Sioux Falls, uh, and playing around bunch of the fans, which we're going to have a lot of people out here this weekend and we're really excited for that. Yeah.
1: I think Miguel Angel Jimenez, I, 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 I wonder if he's going to hurt himself when he's doing his stretching exercises, but that guy is probably the most relaxed human being on the face of the earth, wouldn't you say, with a cigar and with his glass of wine. And I could just see him going around with a glass of wine playing and setting it down on the ground when he hits his shot.
3: So it's funny you say that. When he won back in, uh, I believe it was 2019, um no, 2020 actually is when he won. But he, uh, there was a little bit of a wait on hole 12, and we have a nice kind of seating area up there, which is our 10 on 12 area. <laughs> and, uh, there's a little bit of wait, a couple groups backed up. He goes and just sits down on one of the patio furnitures, lights up, lights up a cigar, uh, smokes a cigar for about 15 minutes then goes up, pipes one down the fairway, eagles that hole on a back pin, which, Neil, you know how hard it is to get to that back pin, especially from 200 plus yards out from the fairway, and just goes on and wins wins the golf tournament. So I'd say relaxed is an understatement when it comes to Miguel, even in the heat of competition.
1: Who are some of the the names that are going to be new? Because, you know, it's it's been fun to see the 50-year-old rookies now become part of this. Like last year when Padraig Harrington was here, you know, I've Gotten to watch everybody else over the years. It was fun to go watch him because he's been on this weight training deal and added speed to his driver. And holy cow, could he hit the ball?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty impressive. I think he drove the green on Friday on one. Um, and he ended up three punting but it was still impressive to watch him hit the hit the driver there. But you know, one of the names that I'm really excited for fans to come out and enjoy is Boo Weekly, uh, a guy who won a couple of times on the PGA Tour. Um, is as down to earth as they come. He's playing out there in the pro am today with uh, the first Premier Bank team, and is just a just a, a one one great under individual who gets the sponsor game, um, and he's uh, he's a character. So he'll be out there yucking it up with some fans once the once even when the tournament's going on. So he's one guy that I really like. I mean, a guy like Jason Bone, uh, Tim O'Neill, Brian Cooper, um, some others that are you know a little less well known, uh, but they're great guys and great pro-am guys which is something that's really important to us and when they're out there on the course they're going to be just as cordial to the fans as they are to our sponsors
2: uh hey davis neil here uh i've always wondered how these fellows, these guys qualify for an event like the Sanford International. I mean there are the kind of the big ta- big time names that we've mentioned that, that we all recognize, but what about some of these other guys? Uh, are, are there qualifying events to, to, to have them gain access to the tournament? Uh, we know Ryan Janza is, is has an exemption, but how do some of the the other guys, some of the names we don 't recognize, how do they get into this tournament?
3: You know, the Champions Tour is one of the hardest events to qualify for and get into a field because it's so much based on uh, the prior year. So you have to finish in the top 36 the previous year, which means that means you make it to the Charles Schwab Cup Championship. Then you have status for the following year in whatever event that you want to play in. But beyond that, um, there's a PGA Tour points list where number of pros, who how they played on the PGA Tour, um, basically guarantees them status uh, in the events in the future, which obviously you want to reward those guys for their dedication to the game throughout their entire career. Uh, but then beyond that, you know, there's a national qualifier so the Q School that happens in December. Those five qualifiers get exempt into every tournament that following year. Um, but then a lot of the, a lot of the times, there's just these different categories that the PGA Tour has, and and we ran into it this week. You know, some guys like Tom Gillis, Charlie Wee. Uh, Matt Gogol, Dickie Pride, who's 12th on the, uh, playoff list right now, had to get an exemption into the event from us. So it's really tough. Um, you know, these Monday qual, or these Tuesday qualifiers that they have, you have 50 guys going out for three spots, and I think 65, 66, 66 was out at Baker Crossing is what's qualified this week. So it's a real grind. Um, and so even guys that have status and have played for a long time, it's difficult to qualify and play in these things.
1: Davis Trozen, our guest, I know you got a lot going on. We'll let you go here. But first, uh, I'd like to, to find out what's new and exciting for the fans in addition, in addition to the golf. I know that's one thing you try to do every year is add some entertainment value to it. And and like we talked about last time you were on the show, it's amazing to me to see how many people that are out there who I look at and go, wait a minute, you don't golf. And, and they're out there having a blast, and they're like, oh, This is awesome, and I'm coming back next year, too. So, clearly, you guys have done a great job of that. What's new this year?
3: Yeah, so some new things we have this year. Um, So, obviously, some old things that we have that we've kind of tweaked some details on is our barbecue contest on Saturday night. So, we have five vendors this year instead of four who will be cooking up brisket for the fans to try. That's after play play on the driving range. We have some live music up there, and anyone's welcome to come and try some brisket and vote on their favorite vendor. Uh, our Sunrise Yoga, which has been a big hit the last couple of years, that's on Saturday, uh, 8 a.m., right on the at and I think we have 150 people signed up for that this year, so we wow. might run out of room on the fairway. Um, we, we had a good partnership with Lululemon, which brought us a lot of good uh, exposure to the, that yoga crowd. Um, but, then, you know, I think on the golf course itself, we're working with Cafea, a um, local coffee vendor in town. Everyone loves their coffee. They're doing some iced lattes and things like that on course. 605 Barbecue, who won the People's Choice last year barbecue contest. They're going to be down at the ranch. They have this more cowbell sandwich, which is brisket on a Flyboy glazed donut with a raspberry chipotle barbecue sauce. Uh, if you're skeptical, I was skeptical as well, but I tried it last week, and it was delicious. <laughs> it was really tasty. So they're going to be down at the ranch. We kind of re-envisioned that area a little bit. We have cornhole boards. Uh, we have a putting group, putting group contest area. We made that tent a little bit bigger, big screen for people to watch college and uh, NFL football. So we really tried to, you know, make um, the event as family friendly as possible. And if you don't like golf, that's OK. I talked to some of our biggest sponsors who have these hospitality tents, and they are so busy running into people and networking and talking to folks. They might they might watch five to six golf shots and they're on hole 18, you know, so you don't have to watch golf and enjoy it. Um, to enjoy, come out and enjoy this family-friendly community event that we've tried to create over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, I would agree, and the weather looks good. Uh, I think there's maybe a little rain in the forecast for Friday. Aside from that, it's uh boy, you, today is about as perfect as it gets. So enjoy the week. I'll see you out there tomorrow, and uh, you know, you know, have your hair all in place tomorrow. We're doing a live shot at four o'clock. So. <laughs>
3: Always. I'm proud to be ready for you, Mark. I appreciate you guys' support, and uh, we'll see you over the next couple of days.
1: You bet, Davis. Thanks a bunch. Davis Troson our guest, he is the
3: tournament director. We'll come back and talk coyote
1: volleyball right after this.
0: 1013 or go to billionauto.com slash
2: fleet. Advanced Thompson Vision. We change lives by creating vision every day. Everybody used to laugh at me if I didn't have four pair of glasses on my hat. I would have broken ones in my purse. I struggled. I had cataract and lasik surgery done. From when you walk in, the greeting to the receptionist to each person that works with you, it's just over the top wonderful. I'm so thankful every day. Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com.
1: Are you looking for a fun, rewarding place to work? At Arby's, they've had plenty of people make it into a fulfilling career, like Denise Hone, who started over 30 years ago.
4: It's not just a job for me. It's a family environment where I've always enjoyed coming to work every
1: day with a smile.
4: There are great opportunities for advancement, and we would love to. For you to become
1: part of our team. Find out more about working at your favorite Arby's. Apply now by texting Big Beep to 8500. You hear me talking about great life every day for a reason. And it's not just because my son Nick Ovenden is the president.
0: Actually, Dad, I honestly don't know if there's anybody who gets more out of their membership than you. And that's just with the golf you play. You spent half that time at the uh, fitness centers. What are you implying? <laughs> Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. <laughs> I, I know that. But our golf pro certainly Four. can. <laughs> Give us a call or stop by any of our locations to see what we're all about.
1: Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion
0: of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies, and
1: it's also brought to you by Arby's. I know that you, the uh, the new Wagyu burger has become a favorite of yours, hasn't it, Neil? My new go-to sandwich. I'm trying to squeeze
2: in a Reuben every now and then, but again, I, I I've been coming back to that Wagyu burger. I love it.
1: Nice. Leanne Williamson joins us. Uh, I I know talking about food here. I know that's kind of cruel. I'm really sorry. I don't have any food to offer you. <laughs> Um, when you guys are on the road, how tough is that? I mean, it, there isn't always an Arby's every single place you are.
4: No, I, and I do really enjoy Arby's. <laughs> um, I know it, it, it's one of those things where we actually eat quite a bit. Our players eat more food than, um, you know, we could probably even imagine, but it can be difficult finding places that appeal to everybody and, um, you know, still eating in moderation. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's, that's important. I mean, when you, that's all part of your job as the coach is to make sure they're getting fed right when you're away from home, isn't it?
4: Oh yeah. I mean, we, we do a good job though of, I think, finding places that give people options. Um, you know, you do eat a lot of subs and sandwiches over the, the course of the season because that is one thing that every place has. Um, but, uh, for the most part, I think they, they enjoy it. And, um, you know, I enjoy not cooking for a, a weekend here and there as well.
1: Leanne Williamson is our guest. Uh, Neil was asking me how long you've been the head coach, and I gave him an answer, but I'm not sure I was right. What is the answer?
4: This year is year 10 of being the head coach.
1: I got it right on. Good guess. There you Thank go. You. All right. So I, how rewarding has it been as we look back over the years, because you were even with the program before you were head coach, right, for a couple of years?
4: Yes, about five, five seasons.
1: Yeah. So it's been 15 years now total with the team. How much fun is it to to now look back, and you probably don't take time to do that during the season, and go, we've really developed quite a program here. I mean, getting to the NCAA tournament is something that's very doable almost every year. And once you get it to that stage, it's, it's keeping it at that stage.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think for one, you know, I do like to look back at that. And I, I think that's a big part of why I enjoy it here as much as I do, you know, being able to see it. Um, through, you know, now going on 15 years and, you know, the ups and the downs of, of each season and, and year by year. It, it really is very rewarding. And, you know, more than anything, it's the people, obviously, that come through here. And we've been able to maintain some really good relationships with people. So something that we very much enjoy too. But I think you hit it on the head, right? Like there's there's two challenges, one getting to getting to the top. You know, and be putting yourself in a position to go to NCAA tournament for the first time or, um, you know, win a conference championship for the first time. And then there's the staying there part. And that's really hard as well. So um, I think our, our program's done a good job of continually giving ourselves chances throughout the year and and each season. And, you know, we talk about that being the best. Being the best team we can be at the end of the season and it's hard sometimes because you, you want to win every match. They're all competitive and, you know, us as coaches are as well, but we got to still make sure that we can step back and see big picture and make sure that we're giving ourselves a chance to be in the running to win a conference championship every year and be the best team that we can be when it comes to the conference tournament, which is ultimately right now kind of the main, the main avenue for getting into the NCAA
2: tournament. Uh, Haley Neal here. Uh, I'm interested in how and where you recruit uh, to have the success you've had. You've obviously got to, you got to get the players, you got to have the players. I suspect you, sure. you, you monitor the South Dakota uh, picture. We've got some great volleyball players here in South Dakota, but what about from a regional or national perspective? Kind of what's your strategy from a, rec- from a recruiting perspective?
4: Yeah. I mean, obviously we want to recruit people that fit our program first and for- foremost. So You know, there's obviously the athletic side of it. There's the skill portion of it. Um, but there's also who they are as people and, you know, what they want to accomplish and what they want to, um, you know, how they want their experience to go. And that's something that's, um, really important for us. Um, but for the, the nice thing is we're able to recruit fairly, um, regionally. You know, we, we pretty much stay in the Midwest region for the most part. You know, we have a few of the outliers within that, but, Um, There's such good volleyball in South Dakota, in Minnesota, in Iowa, in Nebraska, in Colorado, Kansas, you know, all within a a very drivable distance, um, where a lot of people we found have wanted to be a little bit closer to home or far enough from home that they have some independence, um, but also close enough that they're able to go home for a weekend if they'd like to so. Um, you know, we we do obviously look for people that fit us, and, and that is kind of the, the first thing. And if we need to go outside that region, we will. But there's such great volleyball being played here in the Midwest that we, we haven't really had to look um, beyond that too often.
1: Speaking of recruiting, you've had so many star players during the time you've been there. Your most recent one is probably the top on my list. But how do you, you know, it just feels like, gosh, you could never replace her. And you do. You, you always end up finding somebody else that's that's really good again. I, how do you do that?
4: Well, I mean, I one, well, I'm, I'm glad you recognize that because I think that's a question that we get almost every year. You know, how do you replace this person? How do you replace that person? And you know, my answer doesn't usually change. It's, it's we don't. You don't. Re, you don't replace um, people. You know, you don't replace players. You know, it's you find those next people that are that are going to be able to step into a bigger role and handle that, you know, and um, development is huge for us, you know? And so for us retaining our players, retaining the student athletes to come back year after year is a big part of it. Yeah. You have a, you have some people that can come in and play as freshmen, but a lot of them are being, you know, are developing over their time here. And um, you know, when their opportunity arises, when their time comes, then they're ready to kind of take the reins and, and maybe run with it. So um, you're right. We've had a lot of very, very good players go through our program, and they don't all look the same. They don't all play the same, um, and that's what's fun about it. Is as coaches, we get to find um, the best ways to win as a team with the individuals that we have. You know, and it's it's different every year, and I'm sure people notice it's different this year than what it has been in the past, and that's okay. You know, it's still just as fun. It's still just as challenging. Um but it's also just as rewarding, you know, when you're able to see them have that success and um both as people, as volleyball players, as students, you know, all the above.
1: You just don't get many Elizabeth junkies. I I mean she was a star from the time she walked into in into the first practice for you.
4: Yeah, she really was. Um, you know, and I she still is. You know, I, I think just because her volleyball career is over doesn't make her any less of a star, but um, she was a special player. She was a special player, special person. Um, you know, her and I had a, a very good relationship, um, coached a player, and I, I think she's just she's one that, um, you know, really had high expectations for herself and knew how to get there and, um, you know, almost liked the challenges, almost liked the obstacles along the way to, to get her to be the best version of herself. And that's a, a really special quality to have.
1: Leanne Williamson is our guest. Uh, you're on the road here for a tournament. These, these preseason schedules that you set up are quite demanding, but you do it for a reason, don't you?
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, these preseason tournaments honestly are our way to work through things, um, whether it's lineups, whether it's defenses, whether it's offensive strategies, um, to be the best team that we can be by conference. and. Um, you know, this one's a, it's a tough one and it's an easier one in different ways. Last week we had one on Thursday night, two on Friday. So we played three matches in approximately 27 hours, um, which is a lot of volleyball in that short of time. Um, two of them going to five sets and this, this weekend we play one a day. So physically it's not quite as demanding just because we are able to, um, recover a little bit more after each match but I mean in some ways it's just as demanding you know with with being on the road for a little bit longer and um, having to travel a little bit farther
1: and you had a real emotional win over South Florida it seemed like uh it, it almost felt like in watching the video the the girls felt like they'd won a championship that was pretty cool
4: yeah, you know, it's one of those things where looking back at that, at that match specifically, and I think even at this set, you know, we saw the tail of two teams and, um you know, we, we just talked about replacing players. We just talked about how you kind of change the, the way we go about each year with the, depending on the personnel that we have. And, you know, we've had our share of struggles this year of trying to figure out what, what is the best lineup? How do we best work together? Um, you know, how do we work through some of those different challenges? And we just have some people who haven't been on the floor as as much. And with that, every match is more experienced. And um I think we felt like we had made some really big strides on that Thursday night match and then that Friday um morning. So going into South Florida, we felt we felt good about where we were. And unfortunately that just, that did not start the way we would have liked it to. Um and you know, I, I pretty much remember exactly what I said in that timeout, the final one I took at seven to one, mind you. Um, you know, was, you know, don't, don't regret walking off this floor, not giving everything you have, you know, just go out there, take it one point at a time and we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, we were down eight, two, we were down, um, I think it was nine, four, nine, five. And then we were down 10, 14, you know, so to be able to come back. And I think just as, as we scored really two points, after those next two points, our team, you could just see, had a, had a belief to them again. And we just, um, very much, um, competed at an extremely high level. And I think, I think part of the reason why it was so emotional is I think that it was kind of that point in the season where it was do or die. Um, and I mean, honestly, in that point, that's legitimately the best explanation for it. And they took, they took it and ran with it, you know, and, um, they were, they were happy. And, you know, even our play, one of our players are, Madison Harms, you know, one of our obviously most experienced players, even said afterwards, "of like that's what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. that's Coyote volleyball, you know." And um, just to see them recognize that too, and to see it pay off, um, means a lot. And I, I really do believe that could be, you know, in some ways, a turning point for our team.
1: All right, this has been great. Enjoy Arby's while you're in Green Bay, and we'll see you soon.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day.
1: You bet. Leanne Williamson, our guest, the head coach of the coyotes of usd what a great program she has built uh kind of like lewis drug what a great program they have built over 81 years 81 years lewis drug's been in business neil's shaking his head because he knows businesses don't stay in business that long and they have it's been quite remarkable thanks for being part of the show neil it's great to have you every wednesday sure appreciate you thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again tomorrow on calling all sports have a great day
2: Gaddy 11% off everything now at Menard.